Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Right now, we're getting ready for our message. Amen. Getting ready for our speaker. Amen. And why don't we have to introduce him? We know we just let him come on in and bring the message on in. Amen. All right. So we get you to stand on your feet. Amen. Amen. Gonna get ready to bring him in. Hallelujah. All right. Jill and Sierra. Oh, no, not yet. No. Oh, okay, no. Soon, soon, soon. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to introduce his dad. Amen. Our pastor, Jerry C. Ray. Let's give him a hand, praise. you all stand once again <laughs> and I just want to read uh, a passage of scripture that will come from today and just say a quick word of prayer Romans the first chapter verses 26 through 32 it says this for this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned their, the natural function of the women and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, they gossip, they are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Father, we come before you now once again, asking to hear from you, Lord. Lord, this is your word. 
and we ask to hear from you. Lord, we ask that you touch our hearts and our minds to receive what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So saints, I uh, came from this passage last week. And uh, this passage is actually from the first chapter of Romans 18 through 32. And if you recall last week, I told you that the Sunday school, it comes from our Sunday school material and the Sunday school, uh, those who write our material, Union Gospel Press, um, uh, they uh, chose a portion of scripture that is very challenging. <laughs> Uh, to say the least. I, uh, prior to coming before you all, I uh, actually had a meeting with the um, leaders, the elder board, and I mentioned how this uh, passage would be preached and, um, and I asked for their prayers along uh, with God's guidance because Sometimes, believe it or not, you can do the right thing the wrong way. And I wanted to do the right thing the right way. Amen. And uh, it's a tough message. And uh, as I stated, when I researched and saw a lot of folks that actually approached this scripture, um, it, was a, it was like a, a, a drawing a, a line in the sand. It gives you no wiggle room. <laughs> Either you're going to stand with it or you're going to be against it. Now, with that being said, I've had quite a bit of conversation, believe it or not, this week um, in regards to this, uh, well, last week's message. And, um, and I want to let you all know that um, I thought about it and I prayed about it and I'm seeking God's guidance on this. And, um, and I thought about our um, statement of faith. I believe that's what you call it. And it's on, it's on our website. And uh, we have this uh, statement of faith and uh, although we did not originate that statement of faith, it didn't originate with us, uh, we stand in agreement because of what it says. And, um, and we stand in agreement because of the thought that's behind it. I say that some of it did not originate with us, not, not, not all of it, but some of it. And as I stated, we stand in agreement with it because of what it states and because of the thought behind it. And here's the thought be, that is behind it that I appreciate so much. The statement of faith, if you were to title it, it wouldn't be what we believe. It wouldn't be what we believe. It would be what we teach. That's a big difference. 
because what we teach is going to be what God says to teach. What we believe is different. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Because I've had many conversations and we all don't agree and don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not believing that everything that I say up here, that, that everyone 100% believes just like I believe. We believe and we hold true on the essentials. Amen. But I recall having differences in regards to um, predestination. That's a hot topic. And then when you come up here and you talk about, you know, predestination, well, some believe differently than others. And I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is if you come my way and say, Jesus is not Lord, then we got a problem. So, so you understand what I'm saying? It's, it, it, we, we don't all believe and hold the same beliefs in everything. And I get that. But in the essentials, we do. Amen? Because I believe if, if we essentially did not believe the same thing, I don't think you would be here. Okay? So that's what I want you all to understand. Amen. And um, the other thing is, is that um, I, I don't, I don't have personally a heaven or a hell to send you to. I don't. I don't. However, I know someone who does. <laughs> and, and he says to warn, to, you know, to encourage. And he said, you know, he says all this in his word. He's the determiner. He is the judge. Amen. And I want you all to know that if he says you have made it in, then new life says you have made it in too. Amen. So let me take a different approach just a little different approach, still faithful to the word, but just a, a, a different approach. I, I, I listened a bit to a lot, well, I've listened to a lot of folks this week, and um, I listened to R.C. Sproul, and he made a comment that made me then read about Immanuel Kant. I don't know if you all are familiar with him, but Immanuel Kant is a, uh, he was a uh, astrophysicist, uh, professor, but he was also a philosopher as well in the 1700s, amen, late, late 1700s. And um, when I read about him, he, he wanted to defend something against the skeptics. There was this one skeptic named David Hume, and uh, David Hume he, he was a skeptic and he wanted to like, honestly, he wanted to just like get rid of God, you know? And, and 
Kant, uh, he in his in in his defense or his answer to David Hume, he wrote um, um, this thing entitled Crit "Critic or Critique of the Pure Reason," and I was reading just parts of that, and it's a well-known uh, work of his. And um, depending on the history, depending on what historical resource, I should say, you read and you reference, you will either think that Immanuel Kant was an uh, agnostic, someone that, uh, um, that believed that God exists, but believed that God uh, is unknowable. Okay, I'm just trying to keep it simple. That's, that's probably a, a crass definition of an agnostic, but the, the essence of it is um, God may or may not exist, but he's unknowable. All right. You would either think Kant was that, or you would either think he was a theologian in disguise, depending on who you read, right? But nevertheless, what Kant was uh, really concerned about was morality and ethics. He was really concerned about morality and ethics. And, and he felt this because he said, you know, we have a sense of, of what ought to be. We just have this sense in us as to what, what ought to be. You know, like, like when we see something wrong, we say, man, it's, that, that ought not be. That, that, it should be, no, no, you know, it's like a, a, a sense that's universal. And he says, you know, because of this, what, what R.C. Sproul called, because of this oughtness that we have, right? We, 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 he wanted to say that since we possess it, we, we want to protect it. And so he came up, Kant came up with this very practical argument, practical argument, because he wanted to support morality and ethics, right? He wanted to support morality and ethics. And he said, well, in order for morality and ethics to mean anything, to mean anything, then there must be justice. There's got to be justice, right? You, you, you got to have justice. See, when I, I work in the court system, and often I sit there in the courtroom and I see time and time again where justice is not always done. Sometimes you see justice by zip code. You do. And sometimes you see uh, where lawyers lay out the best case, right? But then you have another lawyer that, that, that um, lays out another case and he's a high powered attorney. And, and um, the, <laughs> the folks had like large sums of money to pay this person. And, I, and, and they, they have a silver tongue. And I tell you, they, they can go through the law and lay the law out. And then all of a sudden, when the case is presented to the judge based on the law, the guilty person goes free. 
You see what I'm saying? So Kant was saying, in order for morality and ethics to mean anything, there's gotta be justice, right? There's gotta be justice, but justice is not, is not always worked out here on earth. It's not always worked out here on earth, right? Therefore justice to be true, it's gotta be beyond the grave, he said. You hear me? I hope you're following me because the guy, I had to read the guy several times to get it. He said, he says, justice, because it's not done on this side, you got to, there's got to be another side, right? So it's got to be beyond the grave. It's got to be beyond the grave, right? in order for justice to be done. Because think about it, you have this case of Renee Ramsey, right? They still haven't found who, who actually murdered her or killed her, right? Even yet. And there are several people, and even in the social uh, movement right now, they say, they, they cite how several, several African-Americans actually, uh, actually were executed and they, they were innocent. And of course, the innocent project where these lawyers are, are working pro bonum and they are, they, they are getting all these folks that have spent like 30, 40 years in prison, you know, they're getting them out, right? Justice is not always done on this side. And, and there are some that actually leave this life and they never pay for the consequences. They never pay any consequences for the wrong they've done. Kant said there's got to be justice on the other side. Justice has got to be on the other side of the grave, right? That's what he was saying. And he was trying to defend the, the existence of God. That's what he was trying to do with all the critics, right? And, and he goes on to say, but in order for justice to be done or completed on the other side, you gotta have a judge. You gotta have a judge, right? Now this judge, this judge gotta be, he's gotta have some qualities. In order for justice to be done, right? And he said, one of the things this judge must have, he must be perfectly righteous. He's got to be perfectly righteous. If he's unjust at all, then all of a sudden, justice didn't follow after the grave, but injustice, unjustice followed, right? He's got to be perfectly righteous if he's going to judge. If, 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 Justice is guaranteed. He's got to be perfectly righteous. But then he goes on to say, not only does he have to be perfectly righteous, but he's also got to be omniscient, all-knowing. He's got to be. Think about it. If he tries to pass judgment and then there's something he missed out on. It's something that he wasn't informed about. Then all of a sudden, justice wouldn't be justice. 
right? He would miss it. And had you told me about that, I would have brought that in, right? But no, he has to be all knowing. But if he was, he goes on to say, if he was all perfectly righteous and he was all knowing, and then he passes judgment and he says, this is my decision. He's got to have one more attribute. <laughs> He's got to be omnipotent, right? He's got to have all power because when he says it, it's got to go, right? He's, he's got to be, he's got to have the power to execute it. Amen. So he goes on and I won't state any further, go on any further, but he goes on to say, here's, here's his bottom line. We, we must assume that there is a God. That was the bottom line of his argument. We must assume that there is a God. And, 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 and as I told you all up here before, uh, Albert Camus, he's another uh, philosopher, or he says this, I, I would rather live my life as if there is a God and die to find out that there isn't than live as if there isn't and to die to find out that there is. <laughs> you hear that? There's got to be something on the other side. There, there's something on the other side. And of course, uh, uh, philosophers, theorists, they followed Kant and I mean, they ripped his argument apart. You know, uh, 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 Nietzsche, he came in there and he, he, you know, and then uh, uh, Frege, F-R-E-G-E, -E, he came in there and he did his thing and he, he tore it down. Kant's argument did not stand over time because they, like I said, other philosophers came in and uh, Kripke, Kripke is one as well, came in and just, ah, nah, no. But one thing they did not dismiss, although they tore most of his argument down, they didn't dismiss this one thing. There is a determiner. <laughs> there is, there, so, the buck stops somewhere. There is a final say. There is someone that has the final word. And if you don't believe it's God, then guess what? You've replaced him with something or someone else. There is a determiner. You can't escape the fact that there is a determiner. Amen. And God says, he proclaims, I'm the determiner. That's what God says in his gospel. He says, I'm the one that determines right and wrong. Look at Romans 1 and 17. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, 
but the righteous man shall live by faith. That righteousness of God is what Romans is all about. It's what, it, it's what Roman, the book of Romans is all about. Because what it says is that your righteousness, my righteousness will not do. And God says, you need my righteousness. That's what he said. He says, you need my righteousness. If you ever read about uh, Martin Luther, they said, some of them said that he was close to insanity, right? They said he was crazy. And it's this famous story about him uh, always struggling and always in fear of, of God because God has such a high standard. He's like, who can reach this standard? You know, you're talking about his, this righteousness. Nobody can reach that. And they said one day, you know, he was up at his room and he was writing it. He got so mad and he threw his ink well and everything else that he, he couldn't deal with it anymore because it was such a pressing fear that he had. And it was such a, 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 a pressing guilt that he had to a point where he was because he was reading this passage in Rome. And then all of a sudden he said, wait a minute. It's not talking about my righteousness. <laughs> it's talking about God's righteousness. Okay, I'm, I feel better now. Because <laughs> my righteousness wouldn't do it. But his righteousness will. And that's what it was talking about, his righteousness. And he says, I came to give you my righteousness, right? We're clothed in his righteousness. But that's not the only thing that God came to reveal. In the 18th verse, he revealed something else right? And he says in the 18th verse, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Let's break down ungodliness. Ungodliness means lack of respect and honor for God. Lack of respect and honor for God. Unrighteousness, and you'll see in some translations, wickedness. It means lack of respect and love towards others. You hear that? Lack of respect and love towards others, where you will treat them unjustly. Unjustly, right? So, so this should echo something for you, and this should, this should show you how the, the Bible is, is really woven together, because it's talking about ungodliness, which is that lack of respect, awe, reverence for God. It should echo something for you, and let me, let me remind you about it, okay? Uh, Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. 
remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Ungodliness. Unrighteousness or wickedness should ring a bell for you too. Let me give you a reminder. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet. What, what am I quoting here? The Ten Commandments. And that's what Paul was referencing here. Your respect and your relationship with God and your respect and your relationship towards one another. Amen. And that's what he was saying. Verse 20 and verse 19 and 20. It goes on to say this. God said, I'm the determiner. And man in response said, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. He, God says in verses 19 and 20, I've provided natural revelation, meaning look at the creation, right? Now, now I've read further on this. Now, what it says is that creation, you just look and you see the 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 majestic mountains and 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 I you know I'm fascinated with trees. Have you ever looked at a tree and and I told you all before some of the trees that just look like the branches are just reaching up saying, "Praise you, Lord." <laughs> you know, and, and it's amazing how they just stretch out to to the heavens, and it seems like they're just saying, "You're you're mighty," right? And they're worshiping him. And, 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 and you can see the trees in, the, in natural revelation. Amen. Natural revelation. Now, now, it's not saying that natural revelation alone will give you complete knowledge of God. But it tells you that there is a God, right? Because 19 verses 19 and 20 says, not only do you see, but it also uses another word, you understand that there is a God. Amen. You also understand that there is a God. But yet, even through that natural revelation, guess what man decides to say? Nope. No, you're not. No. No. I, I disapprove of you, God. I disapprove of you. I disapprove of you. And, 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 and therefore, since I disapprove of you, I'm going to make a couple of exchanges. I'm going to make a couple of exchanges. Here's my first exchange. My first exchange is I am going to exchange truth for a lie. That's what it says. I'm going to exchange truth for a lie. Right now, in ancient times, man uh, said animals, you know, can be worshipped. Bugs 
can be worship, creeping things, oh mighty caterpillar, you know, all of that. But we're too we're too polished for that nowadays. You won't see, you know, we're too polished for that nowadays. So rather than putting uh, uh, a, 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 a man with an eagle head on the throne and rather than put like a, a, a cat or whatever on the throne, what we now put on the throne nowadays is man. We've put ourselves on the throne. We are the determiners, right? So I'm going to exchange truth for a lie. I am the determiner now. I determine my destiny, right? And that was the first exchange, but then there's a second exchange, right? The second exchange is now, since I'm on the throne now and I have kicked him off, now I am going to determine what's normal. Now, what I say is normal will be normal. Not what he says is normal, but what I say will be normal. So he says, God says, that that intimacy between man and woman is normal. I say, no, now there's a new norm. I say that I will say now, since I'm on the throne, I'm going to say now that's not the only normal. There are other options now. We've kicked him off. There are other options now. But it goes back to that, that oughtness, that feeling that you have inside. And, 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 and nobody, no one has to educate you. You know, I, I remember um, uh, hearing a sermon long ago where it says that you don't have to tell a child uh, right or wrong. It's just like they just know right or wrong right? They just know it. You, they, you know, you, they, you tell them, uh, leave that cake alone. That's all you say, leave the cake alone. And for some reason, at a very young age, they can go up to that cake and do this. Nobody said, okay, this is how you sneak cake. <laughs> no, one, no one said, this is how you sneak cake. This is how you get frosting when mommy tells you not to get frosting. You go up and you go real slow and you check right and left and you go and you get it. No one, no one tells a one year, even months old to go and do that. They're crawling and they know. Right? They know it. God has put a sense in us. And we know. And because, see, he said, I am the, the determiner. I am the one that 
says right and wrong and decide what is right and wrong. Amen. And, and, and notice this too, notice this too. Read this passage over carefully. And what you will see, it, you'll see words like this. Man saw, like I said, 19 and 20, verse 19 and 20. Man clearly seen, had cle clearly seen, saw clearly, right? There, there, there's an action word for you, man saw. Man understood, there is an action word for you, right? And then man acts, he does, right? In other words, Romans 18 through 32 is telling you it, it, there's no victim mentality here. <laughs> there's no victim mentality going on. Men, it, they see, right? They understand and they steal. That's why he says no excuse. No excuse. You clearly see, you clearly see it. You understand it and you still do it. No excuse. No excuse. And and be and and, and check this out. In verse 28, it says, God gave them over to a depraved mind. Guess what the word depraved means? Disapproving. So God says. You disapproved me. <laughs> I disapprove you. I'm gonna give you a disapproving mind. This mind will be one in which you will continue to disapprove. How? Because this is what I'm gonna do. I tried to hold you back. <laughs> I gave you natural revelation. I gave you this, I gave you that. And you insisted and go ahead, go ahead. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper you disapproved me i give you a disapproving mind isn't that deep so paul is not claiming that one individual because we're about to get into this list now <laughs> getting into the hit list <laughs> Uh, and trust me, we're all on it. We're all on it. We're all on it. And that's what I tried to explain. We're all on this list. But Paul said, you may not be guilty of everything on this list. Oh, but you're guilty of something on this list, right? He's not saying you, you know, and here's the thing. Some of these, these, these things on the list, 
they're not well cut into lanes, you know, they spill over, so to speak, right? They spill over too. But you're not like guilty of everything on the list, but but you're guilty of something on this list. I mean, if you're not, then why did he even come? Why did he like, you know, why did he die on a cross? Right? We we all need a savior. We all need a savior. He starts off with some sweeping sweeping general terms. He says unrighteousness. And he also mentions sexual immorality. And he says wickedness, unrighteousness. These are just, you know, whatever you can think of as being unrighteous. That's that's what it is. Injustice, you know, not treating people right. He just says, I'm gonna start off with some sweeping terms just in case you thought you were safe. No, this this covers all whatever's wrong. And, and, and I'm also going to start off with a sweeping and general term for, for sexual immorality as well. Yeah, you probably thought this is not as wrong as this and this, you know, and I'm, I might be that, but I'm not this. No, no, you're wrong. I'm, I'm gonna go with a sweeping term, right? I'm gonna catch you all with these. Unrighteousness, <laughs> right? Sexual immorality, right? Wickedness. I'm gonna get you all. And then I'm gonna now get into like specifics, right? But before I go down this road, let me once again give you the term for love. <laughs> Let me give you the definition of agape love. I gave it to you before, I'm gonna give it to you again. Here's the definition of agape love. It's benevolent love. Benevolent love, this love isn't a, a, a type of love, as the definition says, that's doing what the person that is loved desires. You hear me? Is not, it's a benevolent love that is not necessarily doing what the person who is loved desires. It's not giving you what you desire, so to speak, right? But it gives what the one who is loved needs. <laughs> it gives you what you need, right? It gives you what you need. And that's what agape love is. It's not giving you the things that you desire, but it's giving you what is, what is needed too. It's not, not always, sometimes it gives you what you desire, but most it gives you what you, what you need. So he starts off with unrighteousness and, 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 and sexual immorality and that, that could mean adultery to fornication to same sex, all of this. He, sweep, he sweeps it all. And he says it's not right because he is the determiner. And he says it's not right. He says it's not right. Amen. He goes on and say, and the wicked, wickedness as well, right? Says it's not right. But then he starts getting 
he starts getting specific now. And he starts off with covetousness, right? That's when you're greedy. Anybody in here greedy? You're, you know, like it says a, a desire that just can't, you, you just can't like satisfy this desire. You so you want more and more and more and more and more. You, you just greedy. You want more and more. That's on the list. The other thing is on the list is maliciousness. Now, I thought this one was very interesting because maliciousness <laughs> is, 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 is going uh, a step further. Not only do you think wrong, but you project that on others and you think that they think wrong too. So in other words, it goes like this. Look at him. I know what he's thinking. Up to no good. Look at him. I know what he's thinking. He's thinking this negative and this negative and that negative. Look at him. He's just negative. Look at him. No good. See, not only are you thinking wrong, but you, for somehow, you, for a fact, you know that somebody else is thinking wrong as well. Is, it, is anyone in here malicious? Amen. This is on the list as well. <laughs> it goes on to say, full of envy. Oh, man. It didn't just say halfway envious. It says full <laughs> of envy. No more room. Je jealousy is it's, it's something else. And that's what this is talking. It's talking about jealousy. Jealousy is a term that actually has a positive spin to it, too. It does. You know, you can be, you can just be like jealous. Like, man, you know, you see how he's on fire for God? Man, I wish I was on fire for God like that, too. It, it's, to see, that type of jealousy is not like saying, man, I wish he sinned so I can catch up with him. You see, it's not that. That's not that. That's not that jealousy. No, it's like, wow, he's on fire for God. Man, I wish I was on fire for God too. You see? But but jealousy, the ugly side of jealousy is 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 like, you know, not only do I want what you have, but I don't want you to have it. Even if I can't have it, I don't want you to have it. You know, I, I don't necessarily like the kind of car that you have, but because it's a sharp car, I don't even want you to have it. Where are my keys? I don't even want you to have it. Is anybody jealous in here? <laughs> Is anyone jealous in here? Murder. Murder is on the list. Murder is on the list. And, and I, I, I said this before, you know, like you, you have folks that are like famous for being murderers, right? 
and 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 some are executed or go to their graves, never revealing all the folks they've harmed. You see what I'm saying? And 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 some people, you can just see that some people have uh, uh, this bent. Uh, just they they harm folks. I saw the most disturbing thing, and you guys may have seen it because one of my daughters had shown me. It was it was about a nine year old kid, and he and it was on YouTube or something or Instagram or something. But he had this um, lifeless squirrel, and he just kept like throwing the squirrel here and flipping and doing some acrobatic thing, and then get the squirrel again and throw him down and slam him down. And the ones that were taping it was laughing. Look at him, look at him. And I was like, that's disturbing. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is, man, uh, psychiatrist, uh, medication, something, because this brother has issues, right? And he's just flipping, he didn't do another flip. And I mean, the kid was acrobatic. And then he did get that squirrel and slam it down again, lifeless squirrel he's doing this to. And I'm like, wow. But they don't, you know, some folks are just bent like that. But murder is, 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 is premeditated and unlawful killing of another either in anger or in the commission of some other crime. Then they're full of strife. Strife is the next one. Strife, it says uh, quarreling, contentious. Have you, I've met a few of these folks. And you can come up with the nicest, non-argumentative statement and they will find an argument to pick quarrelsome they they quarrel is no you know see quarreling is different from arguing i told you all before arguments they they try to get to the truth quarrelsome means that you just want to prove you're right you want to just prove you're right arguments they lay out things to get to the truth but quarreling means you're just trying to prove that you're right. And, and that's what some folks do. They argue and they're, 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 they're not fun to be around, you know, because everything's an argument. What? LeBron James, better than Jordan? Man, you crazy, you crazy, you cra I'm just talking basketball, man. I'm just trying to have a polite, but they get angry and riled up. You crazy, you, you, you know, man. And I'm like, okay, that's not paying my rent. <laughs> it's not anything I can eat. <laughs> okay, man, Jordan. Quarrelsome. Anybody in here quarrelsome? They like arguing just to argue. How about deceit? Trickery, trickery, deceitful. Man, I tell you, that, that's one I, I, I must admit, there are, I've seen folks where I, 
I'm thinking that I am having this certain conversation going on, but they're like 20 steps ahead of me. They're 20 steps ahead of me and they figured out a way to get around it. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I'm over here, you know, and I'm thinking, hey, you know, we just talking. They have found another way to get in and out. And, and, and especially as a supervisor, they, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, I never would have thought to like take advantage of the system like that. <laughs> I never would have thought, how did you think of that? You know, and I'm like, and I'm serious, I asked them, how you think of that? I mean, I never would have thought to get off work like that. How did you, what, how did you do that? It takes skill to be that tricky. <laughs> and, and I'm just amazed at it because I don't think that way. And yet when I'm victim to it or I see, you know, folks taking advantage of it, I'm like, how did you think of that? I mean, I mean it was brilliant in an evil way. It was brilliant. But how did you think of it? Is anybody in here tricky? <laughs> Amen. Next one is evil mindedness, <laughs> ill will, spite, right? Bitterness. Some people are just bitter and they just ill, don't, don't, they don't mean you well. <laughs> it's just, they don't mean you well. They, they don't have your best interest at heart. They, just don't mean you well at all. Kindness is not in their vocabulary. Is anybody in here ill will? <laughs> whisperers. Some folks are whisperers. Secret slanderers. You know, that's, that's secret slanderers. When you whisper, it's secret slanderers, right? You know, and in Living Color, I used to watch that when I was younger, and it was Miss Jenkins. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, yeah, girl. He said, and, his, and her son is doing real. But, girl, <laughs> you ain't hear from me. But <laughs> you ain't hear from me, but uh, I heard. That, that character was so true to life because I grew up with a lot of characters like that <laughs> in my family. <laughs> you ain't hear from me, but girl, <laughs> right? Whispers. They, 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 then you got backbiters, right? <laughs> Backstab. Right, you got back backbiters, and those are open slanderers. Those who badmouth people openly, they're brutal with it. You had the whispers that do it behind your back, but then you like the open just in your face. Anybody open and in your face backstabbing? <laughs> smiling in your face, 
See? Then you got haters of God. They just, and, and here's the definition of that. They hateful to God. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I couldn't get a better definition for you. Hateful to God. <laughs> That's it. Then you have those that are violent. Violent, right? They, 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 and, and, and it's like either verbally or, or just like physically. They're just violent. They just hurt folks. They get tempers and, and, and that they just can't control. And, and immediately you just think of just like, you know, I, I've, I grew up with just folks that just quick to fight. It just, you know, what you say, right? Who, who you talking to? Man, I just said you look nice, right? Right? Proud, haughty, arrogant. That's what proud means, haughty, arrogant, proud. Pride comes before a fall, scripture says, right? But you have some that are prideful, prideful because of the intelligence that they've been blessed with and they think it's, you know, that they came up with it, right? Or you've, you've have, you have material things, right? And you get blessings that way and, and you think that originated with me too, right? So therefore I'm better than than you. You know, we, we raised our kids, you know, we raised our kids, Karen and I, we raised our kids where um, no one's better than you, but you're better than no one. <laughs> so you got to treat them equally. I can recall a few times here at this church, and it was, it was heartbreaking where I saw where we had kids from the neighborhood come and they didn't look so great. They weren't so clean. You know, they weren't well taken care of or anything else. But then you have the folks that come to this church and they were doing vacation Bible school and all of our kids, well, you know, they, they're clean. <laughs> They got all the, you know, nice clothes and everything else. And you get the kids from the neighborhood that come and I would get my kids. And if I saw somebody treating somebody mean, like, oh, oh, look at, look at his shoes. Oh, look at his shirt, it's dirty. And, you know, and I would get my kids and say, that was me. That was me. That was me. And that's what I would tell them. You see that over there? You see it? That was me. Treat him right. Treat him right. Treat her right. And that's exactly what I demanded. And they had a heart to treat people right. Amen. And that's what it was about not prideful, but treat them right. Then it goes on to say boasters, right? Prideful people, they can hide it and they can keep it inside. 
you know, I didn't keep it inside, you know, like, man, that's your car. <laughs> yeah, it's a little slow. <laughs> man, look at that suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little something I picked up. Right? But boasters, <laughs> that's another level, right? Man, come and check this car, man, I got here. Come check this car, man. It's got this whistle, that bell, this whistle, that bell. Yeah, you wish you had one, didn't you? Yeah, it was in there. Check this out. Right? Hey, break it down to a teenage level. Yeah, look at your busted shoes. But look at my new. Yeah, my new. I didn't buy them, but my new. I didn't work for them, but my new. <laughs> right? Look at my crispy. Right? Boastful. Doesn't look good on you, right? Anybody in here prideful? Anybody here boastful? You're on the list with all the rest of us. Right? You're on the list with all the rest of us. Goes on to say, inventors of evil things. Wow. You sit down and you think of ways to hurt folks. <laughs> you spend time figuring out ways to hurt folks. Wow. Inventors of evil things. How about this one? Disobedient to parents. That made it on the list. That made it, you're on the list. <laughs> Disobedient, to, you're on the list with murderers, malicious people, wicked people, unrighteous people, strife, evil-mindedness people, whisperers, backbiters. Man, you made it on the list. You disobedient to parents. And you're on the list. You're on the list. In the Old Testament, that was capital punishment, right? That was capital punishment in the Old Testament. I'm, I'm reminded of when, when, when Jesus was, and this is how twisted we are. I'm reminded when Jesus, you know, they, they drugged that lady out, remember? And they said, she was caught in adultery. And, they, and, and, and Jesus was just writing and he's just writing. And, and they was like, what you gonna do about it? She was, you know, yeah, you know, I know the famous point, you know, why didn't they drag the guy too? I get it, but that's extra. Let me finish this point. He said, what you gonna do with her and what you, you know, what you gonna do with her? She was caught in adultery and he was just writing and he says, he who among you that's without sin cast the first stone. There were a lot of bricks dropped, right? And they left, right? But for some reason, somehow nowadays we think we're not on this list. Right. And what we do is we are so twisted that we just say, where's my pictures mitt? 
oh, <laughs> I know I'm not on this list or I'm not as bad. So give me my pitcher's mid. I can throw some stones. I can throw some stones at people because see, I, I, I'm not on this list. Or they'll say, well, I'm not as bad as. But this is saying you're on the list. <laughs> this is saying you're on the list, right? And then it goes on to say uh, they're undiscerning, undiscerning, right? Lacking moral and spiritual discernment, right? Without conscience, wow. Untrustworthy, breaking promises, right? Treaties, agreements, and contracts whenever it serves their purpose. Ain't that deep? Just breaking promises all the time. And, and I told you all, you know, all of us are, 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 you know, in the old days, we were concerned about, you know, oh, you got to be holy. And therefore, uh, and, you know, you can't play spades. You can't play cards. Uh-uh. You can't play biz with. Three, five, nine. Tonk. Well, I know all that stuff. <laughs> you can't you can't play that you can't even play fish no you holy right and i'm like huh and some even back in the old days you can't play sports you can't play ball you know i would have said <laughs> how much i love ball I would say, oh, I'm not going to church. I'm going to the park, right? But they're like, you can't play, you can't do, and, 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 and that defined holiness. And of course, the classic one is, you know, you, know you, you can't have your dress that high. You need to put it to your ankles, right? And look at, and look at that, look at that. Lady of the night lipstick you got on. No, no, uh-uh. See, you need to look the part, <laughs> although you may not be the part, right? And that's what they were saying back then, right? You know, you, you gotta look the part, although you may not be the part. But see, here's what God is saying. That's, you know, Tunk and 359 and all that stuff. That See, those are your... your your standards. What about what about keeping your word? Wouldn't that mean you know you're you're holy? What about not being? How about being a promise keeper, and not a pro promise breaker? Right? What about being trustworthy? What about being what about being loving? Right? Instead of unloving, acting in total disregard of natural ties. Right? What about being forgiving rather than being unforgiving, right? And what about being merciful rather than being unmerciful? Those are the things that show that you are saved, right? So here's the list, folks. And I didn't try to pick on anybody in particular, but... Here is my argument, and this is just my argument in wrapping it up. I know where I am on this list. I do, I ain't gonna tell y'all, but I know where I am 
on this list. I know where I am, I do. But here is the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Why nowadays in, in this social environment, right? Why can others, and this is just me and my sense of fairness, why can others say, no, we're not on the list and I got to stay on? You get what I'm saying? It messes with my sense of fairness. See, God said we're all in need of him and you're on this list. But why some folks can get off the list when I got to stay on when I'm boastful? When I'm, when I'm a, a whisperer, when I'm a murderer, right? When I'm full of envy, why do I get to, why do I have to stay on and somebody else can get off? Don't seem fair to me, but that's just me and my thinking. But you can go ahead and you can, you know, you can change laws or do whatever else. And then all of a sudden you're not on the list anymore, but I got to stay on. And here's the thing as a, Christian leader, as a Christian leader, you don't mind if I come up and say, you know, that adulterer, he's just wrong and he's just, and then you, yeah, yeah, kidding, kidding. But then if I speak out about something else, you see what I'm saying? That's not fair. You're on the list. <laughs> You're on the list, just like me. You ain't getting off. <laughs> if you off, I want off too. But you're on the list and it's saying you need God and you need his righteousness. I love what I read this week. It says that, it says this, we've been given a life to live, a faith to hold on to, and fellowship to enjoy. You hear that? We've been given a life to live, a life to live, a faith to hold on to. We got to hold on to his truths. We got to hold on to it. And we've also been given a fellowship to enjoy. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about. That's what this breaks down to. It's not like hating others and hating someone. No, because see, what God is saying is that you'll never get it right out there socially. And you're talking about social justice and everything. You will never get it right until you get it right with me first. This has got to be right first. And then you will be able to treat each other better, right? So he's given us a life to live, a faith to hold on to, and fellowship to enjoy. Don't you want this fellowship? Don't you want this fellowship? This, here's an opportunity. I know I've taken longer than I usually do these past two weeks, but honestly, I didn't want to get it wrong. I did not want to get it wrong. I wanted to take my time to make sure I get it right. I'd rather be understood than agreed with. Amen. So I say right now to you, what are you going to do with this truth? What are you going to do with his message? His message. His message. This is God's message. 
as I told you all, you know, this, I, my, my prayer is to teach what he says. Oh, by the way, I happen to agree with it. I do. I agree with him. I agree with it. But what are you going to do? It's your turn to decide if you're going to agree or disagree. Choose ye this day who you will serve. In other words, choose ye this day who you will place on the throne of your life. I pray that is him. And if you want it to be him, you just come up. We have those at the church that will, will go through this with you, walk this walk with you. And for those in Zoom, on Zoom land, I pray for you all to reach out and contact one of us. You can contact one of us and we will definitely put in the time. Amen. God bless you all.